rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Let me know. Did you hear that music that I was coming in there? It's been a couple of days, so maybe some of the, the, what do you call it? The ch- the buttons are off, so let me know if you heard the music. Because I heard it in my headset, but I didn't hear, I didn't see any levels going. So, anyway, whatever, whatever. All right, yes, the music was heard. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History. Decency, Dignity, Democracy, Humanity. And we need more of this. I have to. Uh, I have something to report. I'm very sorry that I wasn't able to do the show during the week. Here comes Boudica. Hello, honey. Hello, little one. Hello, little baby booty. Yes, honey. All right. Good night, booty. Go sleep. Um. Uh, I have something bad to report, something very upsetting. I had a really crappy week. You guys know that, well, first, one of the community cats I take care of, Scrappy, died on Thursday. And then Friday, we did the show, and I was discussing that. And you guys know we do animal rescue, and we had two animals. We had two rescue kittens in the bedroom, and... To make a long story short, when I went back into the bedroom after the show, uh, the only one rescue kitten was there. The other one had ripped the screen and jumped out the window. So he's still missing, and that's it. John, there was John and Marty. John has been adopted. I mean, it's just the whole thing sucks all around because they had a single adopter that was going to take them both. And I don't know. I live on the seventh floor. So there is a tree that is within, I guess, jumping distance if you're a kitten. And he jumped, I suppose, because he's not here. I've spent all night, that night, looking for him. And this has never happened. I've had, you guys know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've, oh, hi, Booty. What are you doing? She just jumped up on me. Um, I've been doing rescue and also socializing for a long time. And last I looked, they were both sitting in the window, looking out the window. But I, and I, you know, of course, I'm kicking myself because I'm like, I should have shut the window, but I'm on the seventh fucking floor. No kitten or cat, none of my cats, none of the kittens I've ever socialized or cats have ever (laughs) done that. So I was really upset. I am upset. I have flyers up all over the neighborhood. I paid a service to contact every vet and every shelter in the area to put the word out. I mean, what else have I done? I mean, I put an ad on Citizen. I put ads on Nextdoor. 
I put ads on social media. I don't know. I'm hoping he shows up. It's been a week now. I hadn't had any sleep. I've been out every single night looking with the flashlight, hoping to catch his eyes. And uh, other people have looked. I've went out pre-dawn hoping to catch him. Uh, he's. I figure he's around, but... There were two credible sightings, but I'm not really sure because people keep sending me pictures of this particular community cat who lives up the block, and he's he's black. He's all black, like like uh, little Marty, but he's also an adult, and Marty is three months old, so he's smaller. So, but, you know, the thing is, Marty was a street cat. He knows how to survive, If and I looked it up, I, I was shocked. I did not know that cats can survive seven-story falls. Apparently, they can. And uh, But that doesn't mean you throw them out the window because it's dangerous, of course. But I do think he um, probably jumped on the tree. That is, but, and even that is kind of a long way down. So I don't know. And that's the update. Hopefully, well, People I know say he just might turn up. I hope he does. But I I did ever I'm doing everything I can. So hopefully, you know, we'll have a shocking and surprising happy ending to the story. But at this point, all I can say is I hope he's okay. And he knew how to survive, I suppose, on his own for the past three months. So yeah, I don't know. And the the other part of the story is John. His brother is now with his forever home. And John is just... Well, Marty was very friendly, too. He's just a little less. A little tiny bit. See, John was over-the-top friendly. Almost, it was remarkable how... For a community kitten who had never been in a in a home, just how friendly he was. But John was super friendly, and Marty was friendly. Okay, so they were both good. They were doing well. This is why I was so shocked, um, and still am. All right, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the apparently the longest or the the most a well they've done studies on cats falling out of windows and the longest fall was a cat who survived a 32 story fall from a new york high rise but he landed in a flower pot and so he had a soft landing but he also chipped a tooth and had a collapsed lung but he survived jesus christ right guess that's why they get their nine lives um, uh, there, you know, that saying that they have nine lives came from somewhere. So everybody say a prayer for Marty and hopefully he comes home because he will, he'll go to a home if he, if he shows up. I also put traps out I, and I bought a trail camera. That's another thing I did. I didn't put it out yet. It came today. So I'm going to put a trail camera outside and probably somebody will end up stealing it. I mean, I'm in friggin' Queens here, so I'm going to try to put it in a... I'm trying to sneak it, too, because I live in a co-op, and they wouldn't put me... They wouldn't give me permission, I'm sure. 
better to ask forgiveness than permission in this situation. So I, I don't know what else to do. And then, of course, I get people like on uh, whatever, the next door app saying, you should have done this. You should have done that. You should have You should have shut the window. You shouldn't have done that. How the hell do I fucking know? None of these cats. No Tara Jr. never jumped out the window. No Francis Jr. Jr. They all, I, I let them look out the window because that's what they like to do. All right. Enough. Enough. We got other work to do. And this is insane. Yes. Okay. Um. I, I feel very discombobulated. So thank you for hanging out. If you're on any other platform at this moment, come on over to youtube.com. Well, if you're on Rockfin, you can stay there, I guess. I get a lot of rock. The, the people on Rockfin are kind of like right wingers. And they, and I'll, I'll check in with Rockfin and I'll see them saying things like, both sides suck. They're very both sidesy over there. So, but we do have a story about the both sides. Um, how I'm, I, well, we know I'm sick of both sides. I'm sick of a lot of things. Uh, and, um, all I have to say is a happy fourth indictment. Um, one of the things that really got on my nerves, besides everything else, with what we are living through, watching Trump having to show up at uh, the, um, Fulton County Jail to get his mug shot is uh, why does he deserve a motorcade? Does anybody know? I uh, when I watched that, I, it was infuriating. But also, let me show you. I have a. I, I, I was like, what is this? Why are there how many co motorcycle cops? Nine, twelve. 15, 18, 25 motorcycles? And here comes the con man? And you know what? I th My initial response to this in my own thought process was these people should be ashamed of themselves. All those cops, all those motorcade cops... They should be ashamed. And the the police force in Atlanta was this a something that they they had to pay overtime for? Was this a sanctioned event? Or did they um, did they call for volunteers? Because. It's a, it's a goddamn disgrace. They should be embarrassed for themselves. What a what a display for the rest of the world to see this. Why are you escorting this four times indicted uh, rapist, you know, convicted rapist who is in the midst of a coup? Why are you escorting him to his, to, to his jail appointment? To his mugshot? 
it's an embarrassment. It's an international embarrassment, you know, for for finally for there to be some accountability for the con man. That's how the United States, uh, uh, how we're getting our our dignity back, you know. Um, and I say it all the time. Mark my words. There will come a time, and it's coming very soon, where anyone who supported this con man will only speak of it in shamed whispers. Mark those words. It is going to happen. And frankly, I keep thinking about how, you know, um, Joe Biden has yet to hang the portrait of, uh, of the con man, in the White House, this ceremonial thing that the former presidents or presidents do for former presidents. And with good reason. Why would you hang up yeah, that, that, that grifter's mug? I mean, <laughs> that grifter's portrait because the portrait he deserves is a mugshot. That's what they need to hang up. Hang the mugshot, and then I'll be okay with it. He doesn't deserve the honorifics. He doesn't deserve to be called Mr. President. He doesn't deserve a motorcade. I mean, Barack Obama doesn't get a motorcade when he shows up. For I mean, of course, he's not showing up to be in uh, to get a mugshot because he's not a criminal. He's not a lifelong crook. He's not a rapist. He's not a traitor. These people are traitors. All of these, all of these right wingers who are defending this guy, they should be embarrassed. And one day, maybe they will be. I doubt it, because they have they lack the ability for shame. Clearly, look at their standard bearer. Don't you have any dignity? Republicans, you don't. I and everything that this that happened this week, the Republican debate. What was that? A debate? That's a debate. It's an embarrassment. They're all standing there with their red ties in their Trump cult uniform, all pledging of oh, save two, right? all pledging except two to vote for the con man even if he's indicted even if he's convicted they're going to vote for him even if he has to run from prison like Eugene Debs did in the in the early part of the 20th century i i'm i don't even know i i'm not surprised I'm not surprised at all because these people are disgraceful. They always have been. They've always hated democracy. They've always been a party of fraud. Everything about them, when they say they're the party of law and order, they mean they're the party of racism. Law and order is for brown people. That's what they're the party of. The, the party of authoritarianism. The party of of uh, keeping people in their natural place. 
That's what they're talking about. They're the party of white aggrievement, apparently, and they get aggrieved. These racists get aggrieved when anybody else demands a seat at the table. So when they talk about law and order, they're not talking about law and order for white, rich, white grifters who want to suck on the government teeth, who want to use government like a parasite sucks profit and power from a host. They want to use government like Putin uses government. You see? That's it. They don't like democracy. They never did because they especially don't like multiracial democracy. They can only stand democracy up to a point, up to the point where white people, white men are in charge. It might as well be like the founders, you know, saying all men are created equal. And when they mean, when the founders wrote all men are created equal, they meant all men. That's what Republicans mean. They meant all men, all white men. And if you're someone who has darker pigment, they'll tolerate you as long as you understand the rules. Those are the rules. Them's the rules. And women, too. If you're a woman and you want to be in their little club, you better, uh, uh, you better understand the rules that men are at the top of the heap of what, what, rich white men and everybody else in their place, and especially you. And if you're a woman in the Republican Party, you have to be a bigger misogynist than the rest of the, than the Republican male, who is a very fragile thing, by the way. They're very small and fragile and easily triggered and broken. They're easily, that, that's why they can't, that's why they can't abide democracy. Because democracy takes strength. It takes courage, maturity to be uh, a, uh, to function in a democracy, to be a functioning member of a multiracial democracy. It takes a level of maturity that they will never muster. They, and that's the aggrievement. And Trump has it. He wants so desperately to be accepted by the people that, and the system that he's forever and ever, you know, tried to be a part of. That's why he invited the Clintons to his wedding. And he wanted to rub shoulders with all of the elites. All the ones that now he tries to destroy because he's not part of them. They will have nothing to do with him because he's inadequate. He always has been. He's always been a grifter. And he's a, it, his narcissism and his, his tedious, babyish antics that the elite are never going to accept you. The, the, the legitimate elite, the, the ones in, you know, the Obamas, the, the mature adults in the room, they will never accept you if you call people fat pigs on Twitter.
And that's who Trump is. He's a tiny poser. He's always been. And nothing says that more. And everybody's talking about him um, lying about his weight again. Nothing says that more than a says his how inadequate he is to and he knows it that's the thing he knows inside he understands how 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 purely and and thoroughly inadequate he is and what a fraud he is he knows that just by the way he lies about his weight and his height it's it's a he should be embarrassed but that just shows you how he understands what a fraud he is i mean i know he's he thinks he's trying to fool everybody but what it's saying is that he hates himself you see he's so thoroughly full of shit that he can't even put down his correct height. We see you. We see you standing next to people who are 6'3", and you're not measuring up. You, you are not 6'3". We see that. But he's a very sick person. He's a narcissist, but... And it's also the mark of somebody who thinks, I mean, well, it's not just somebody who thinks something or whatever. He is a sociopath. That's what a, it really is one of the hallmarks of sociopathy that you lie right to somebody's face and, um, you can deny the lie right to their face and you, you could just be holding, you'll have your hand in the cookie jar and you'll say, I see you, you're stealing the cookies. And the person will have the hand in the cookie jar and they'll say, I'm not stealing any cookies. You don't see me stealing cookies. That's a symptom of sociopathy and that's who Trump is. But then... You know, we know what a what a dirtbag he is, what a very sick, ugly on the inside and whatever else. That's what Stormy said. You know, not very impressive human being that he is. Um, we know that. But what does it say about the morons who follow him? But And now that I'm looking at this picture even more of these assholes on the motor, in the motorcade for the con man, what does it say about a society that puts a motorcade together for someone like that? For someone so ugly on the inside and everywhere else? Someone so small, inadequate? Someone such a petty little wannabe dictator? Someone who is such a fragile little bitch that he has to lie about his height. Even though two two months ago he had a different, I think he grew two inches over and and lost twenty five pounds in the last month or two. 
That's the conversation we should be having on the corporate media, too. What does it say about a society that pulls, uh, pull, puts together a motorcade for somebody like that who's going to prison for trying to destroy the democracy that so many fought, bled, and died to create and entrust to us, all the actual patriots, unlike every single freaking Republican who are the enemies of, uh, of decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. What does it say? And that's the other thing, you know, uh, I've, I've been saying that all along. What does it say about a society that plays hail to the chief, to that asshole, when he walks in the room, when I remember when he was the president, we would when these excuse me, the so-called president, despite receiving fewer votes, I would say that all the time. What does it say about a about a society that feels the need to play hail to the chief to that to that unfit squatter who received fewer votes? Who oh you uh, who. Uh, because they would say uh, we are doing it because we we respect the office. It's for the office, not the man. Well, he has no respect for the office. He's not respecting the office in in any way, shape, or form. He never did. Exactly, Mark C in the chat. No surrender while he's surrendering. Exactly. And that, and in another uh, uh, example of every day is opposite day in Republican, excuse me, Republican bizarro world. Every day is opposite day. No, sir, it's gaslighting. No surrender while surrendering. And it's a grift. It's always been a grift. This is why he's now got 90-something indictment, federal indictments on his ass. And hopefully he'll end up uh, rotting in, the, in jail for the rest of his useless waste of DNA life. Waste of human DNA life. Yes, jail to the chief, Ed II says on the chat. And in the meantime, let me say thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you so much, Jim. If you can, if you're out there, support the liberal media, the real liberal media, and this show at patreon.com slash taradevlin. Keep it going and growing. Unlike, well, what Stormy said about the con man. We want to keep this growing. And in fact, Stormy came out swinging tonight. I don't know if you saw. She's great. America's sweetheart, Stormy Daniels, came out swinging, saying that, uh, well, here's a little article from Newsweek. Former adults film star Stormy Daniels said on Friday after... Trump allegedly is can you believe this corporate media this is uh, Newsweek Donald Trump 
Here's what it says. Former adult film star Stormy Daniels appeared to fat shame. We're not fat shaming him. He's fat shaming himself. He's saying that he's a, he is a fragile little bitch, like a 12-year-old girl. You know, I mean, I'm not going to put my weight out here, of course, but I'm not a convicted felon. I'm not a, well, he is a, is he a convicted felon? Is that a, yes, he was convicted in New York, but I'm not a 95, I don't have 95 indictments hanging over my head or a mugshot. I didn't have to go submit myself for a mugshot. So, um, but he could at least be reasonable, you know, to shave 20 pounds off yourself. Don't think we're all a bunch of fools, but the, but the thing is he's, it's just another example of what a, what a fragile little bitch he is like all, uh, like, you know, like a 12 year old girl. He's very obsessed with what other people think of him. You know, and that's not, that's, see, that's not what secure people obsess about. Do they obsess? I, you know, I mean, as you know, I mean, I know for myself, I should say that as you get older, you stop giving a shit about things, really. You start, I mean, in like things that used to matter and like, I don't care what people think or say about me or whatever or who's talking about me or some stupid bullshit you know that you would think about when you were a child i don't have i have other things to think about and i'm not i don't get my self-esteem from others what other people think and say about me you know what i mean and that's kind of the freedom of like uh, getting older and maturity in general and Trump doesn't have that. He's a whiny, well, and fragile little bitch who gives so much of a shit. A big, big, as much as, as big as, I guess, that look on his face betrays in the mugshot. Because he does look a bit constipated in that shot, like he's trying to, uh, you know, relieve himself of some gas. But I will be back in a moment to get to the Stormy Daniel. What Stormy said? What she said? So Stormy tonight tweeted, or whatever the hell you do on Elon Musk's Nazi infested social media site. What is that? I'm just something on my coffee cup. Um, she, she, Stormy says, Stormy Daniels, America's sweetheart says, okay. Mm oh, how do you say that? Like, okay. I'm 110 pounds and a virgin. LOL. I'm not a scale or a doctor, but I have spent some time beneath 215-pound men, and Tiny was not one of them. You go, girl. It's the truth. Um, these people are fragile little bitches, but what does it say? First of all, you know, 
Trump is a fragile bitch, but what does it say about all of the the sycophants who are so they're so enthralled with him? It's embarrassment. They're still gonna vote for him. And the other thing is, you know, like on the uh, Republican debate, whatever that was, the the shit show, the amateur hour. And it always is. Every time the Republicans get together, it's amateur hour. And when, this, and remember when it was the Republicans had their debate, and then the the normal people had the Democratic debate, and you could see it was like night and day. The pro, just the production value, the professionalism, the the level of discourse. What the hell did? These clowns talk about on the Republican debate. Of course, they had the the obligatory trans bashing. They had uh, the obligatory f- uh, Fauci bashing. Fauci's retired. He's not even in government anymore. He's gone. And Ron DeSantis is like, oh, for my first day in office, I'm gonna arrest Dr. Fauci. And somebody else was going to fire Robert Mueller. No, not Robert. Fire uh, Merrick Garland. Yeah, well, that's usually what you do when you are, when you become the president, despite receiving fewer votes. It will, and yes, that's what will happen if a Republican gets elected because they, well, not get elected or squat in the White House. They squat in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. So, and he said, I think that, who was that one? Oh, that was Tim Scott. Uncle Tim said that he was gonna first day fire um, Merrick Garland and fire uh, Christopher Ray. And no, I guess uh, we're off inflation and we're off gas prices. All those things that the kitchen table issues the Republicans tell us they're so worried about. But here's this is how embarrassing this cabal of, uh, of autocrat authoritarian followers are. Listen to Jesse Waters. I am now going to book the Fulton County photographer for my Christmas card (laughs) because, Judge, and I say this with a unblemished record of heterosexuality, he looks good and and he looks hard and (laughs) he looks good and he looks hard. He does. He looks like a he looks disgusting to me. He looks like an orange um poser he looks like he looks like a disgrace really to humanity a disgrace to decency dignity democracy you know it's an absolute filthy disgusting disgrace but what else is new right he looks hard they really are sick people. Do you guys understand this? I'm not I don't say this to be whatever. It's not I'm not just throwing out pejoratives or 
insults. I'm we're just having a real conversation, talking. We're talking the truth here. I'm speaking real good, like my drill sergeant used to say. I don't speak good English, but I'm speaking it real good now. He used to say. So, these people are very sick, and they need an authoritarian to save them from the scary, complex world of others who don't know their place. And that's what we're dealing with, a very sick bunch of people, but they are the minority. And one of the things that people keep saying is that, oh, Trump might win, he might pull out a royal flush again, or whatever, inside straight, whatever the hell he did. Um, Maybe if we... See, the only way they're going to be able to do that is with their Republican dirty tricks of voter suppression and installing uh, their flunkies into secretaries of state. The, 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 the dirty tricks they've been engaged in every single time they lose an election because that's what they are. They're, uh, they are dirty tricksters who don't like democracy and they don't work within the bounds of democracy, which is why it's so rich listening to them cry about how uh, America's dying because a con man's getting what's coming to him. Because a con man who received fewer votes, and he wasn't just beaten by Biden, he was trounced by him he received uh i mean what would what did you win uh i think seven million more votes than the con man he wasn't it wasn't a squeaker let's put it that way in this situation now granted everybody's like i'm so sick of it with the corporate media and we've talked about this before how they're like Oh, Biden is neck and neck. All the polls, the polls, people don't want Biden. I don't give a shit. People don't want Biden to run. We need a new person. I don't care at this moment. I don't need a new person. I need the Republican Party in history's trash pile. I'll vote for Tara Jr. Jr. and Boudicca. For for the so to, for the president, I mean, they do a better job than than Trump. That's for sure. They wouldn't try to overthrow democracy. They wouldn't try to destroy the grand experiment in liberal democracy. So I'm sick of them. Uh, the and then of course I saw this. There was a one of these Democrats. I mean, go away. He was. I can't remember the guy's name. He's. Sorry, I'm. I, it just came into my mind. I didn't have it. Uh, I don't have the guy's name at the tip of my tongue. You might have seen him on Meet the Press or whatever. He's going out there. So, so he wants to um, challenge. He might challenge Biden for the, um, you know, do a primary or whatever the fuck. But he's one of these businessmen because here in America, we the there's this cult of the business asshole. Uh, even though America is not a business, it's a country, and it has. That's why you can't just treat it like a business. It has to 
not always turn a profit. It's not about the profit margin. And you don't get to take inventory and or decide what's valuable and not valuable as far as humans are concerned, right? Or you have to take the whole bunch of people. Uh, some people have disabilities in different forms. Some people have, we all have strengths and weaknesses. So you can't pick your inventory, so to speak. So America's not a business. But anyway, and to treat it like that is really sick and bespeaks and bespokes or whatever the word is of a very sick kind of sickness, which is, is the Republican way. Unfortunately, a lot of Democrats are into that shit too. But anyway, uh, so he's talking about he wants to challenge Biden. We need new blood. I don't give a shit at this point. We don't need new blood when we're in the crisis right now. I've, in fact, yes, Biden, well, he's not my favorite on earth. I wish he was younger, but he's not the worst. And if he's not, and <laughs> if he's not Trump, that's fine with me. I don't know about you. It's not the time to start worrying about uh, switching deck chairs on the freaking Titanic as we're going down. Oh, he's too old. I don't give a shit. It's not him. He's not doing the entire job alone. He's got a cabinet. He, who, he appoints people. He's not a fascist. You know? I mean, come on. With the, he's not a wannabe dictator. And anyway, I'm just sick of this bullshit on the corporate media about how, oh, Biden and Trump, is uh, they're neck and neck in the polls. Well, and then, of course, people are like, oh, how is this even possible? You have to. Uh, that's how I felt about Hillary Clinton. She should have beaten Trump like a broken screen door. And, or is that the, no, that's not really the right metaphor. Whatever. She should have trounced him into the ground, but whatever. Yeah, that's how sick the country is. Um, but as far as Biden, up in the polls, down in the polls, with the corporate media constantly harping on it, why don't they just start harping on some of the successes in the uh, that Biden has, in fact, he's bringing manufacturing back and all kinds of other things. That well, let me see. I had a list here. Let me see. Sorry, I have. I got. I got lists. Don't worry. I have many lists. Here, in fact, be while I'm looking this list up, let's watch uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, this John Kasich. This really got on my nerves. He was on, I guess, I, I think it was MSNBC. And I'm so uh, over 
the both sides. He was both sidesing the Trump arrest. This is what we keep dealing with. How, oh, we're so divided. We're so divided because of, uh, as you know, what I talk about, they keep dividing us. You know, they divide us along economic lines. Uh, I got mine, sucks to be you. Divide us along um, the uh, the universal health care. We don't have universal health care. Some people have health care. Some people don't. Uh, also, but the division really is, it stems from the fact that we have a corporate media. It stems from the communications, the telecommunications act of 1996. That is what divided this country. And there are, it's not just me saying it. There are studies to prove it. But, of course, the corporate media will never talk about that. They'll just say how divided we are. This is, it, it, it's all boiled down to the corporate media because they, we have these silos of information now. People aren't getting their news from the same places. And you have the the uh, confirmation bias where, uh, and they'll say that both sides are doing this, and that's not absolutely not true because you have one side that are completely entrenched in propaganda, like Fox News, a a channel that has to pay two billion dollars for lying to people, and then you have another the other side, the normal side that gets their news from legitimate news sources, which if they make a mistake, they they have to print a correction. What are you doing, Booty? Booty! 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 She's not even listening. Booty! Come. Right? Am I wrong here? No, I'm not. So... It's not both sides. One side is lost, absolutely lost. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden, they, they keep saying uh, that he's neck and neck with Trump. Well, stop talking about it. Stop saying how tr- how uh, people don't want Biden. Well, what do you think? We're, we're living in a country that's not just divided. There are people that are very dumb, and they keep interviewing them and asking them. Uh, the, these are the people that don't know, uh, you know, they think whatever, you know, that uh, they don't even know, like, basic civics, basic history. And you're going to give that you're going to ask them these questions when they're they're very uh you know they're low information voters and then you get them in a room you're like do you want by who wants biden to run me i don't i don't but like that lady did i don't want well what are they um you know the where are <laughs> they're all influencing each other is what i'm trying to say all right whatever and you know what I'm saying. It's like the social contagion of the low-information voter. 
just keeps harping on polls after polls after polls. Well, everybody says they don't want him to run. Well, why don't you spend some time on some of the things, some of the groundbreaking of uh, the the uh, Inflation Reduction Act that's finally Infrastructure Week is no longer a a, a laugh line. It's came to fruition. Or why don't you talk about the successes of the Chips and Science Act that we're finally manufacturing chips in the country, something that is not only great for the economy and jobs, but also a national security uh, thing that we should all be proud and relieved by. No, but up in the polls, down in the poll, let's have a poll. And what has Trump done? That's the other thing. They keep, every time they put a microphone in front of these morons, they're like, I like his policies, but I will, I don't want him to run. Yeah, they'll have some of those, some of the, I think it's time for new blood, but I like his policy. Thank you. I, I want to thank him for what he did, but what the f- did he do? What besides give a massive tax break to the 1% and leave the country $2 trillion in the hole? Add true trillion dollars to this friggin' deficit that they all say that they care so much about. Just like how much they, they care about law and order. The law and order party. Well, I, I wish, uh, you know... The, the I mean, I got to do all the work of the corporate media, unfortunately, and I, that's why I'm I'm on here saying please become a patron, and they're paying for polls. Does do people really find these polls to be enlightening? What what is the point of the polls? Right. Again and again, up in the polls, down in the polls. It never stops. A fucking poll. It's like Stormy Daniels on a goddamn poll I'd rather see. Wouldn't we all? In between the actual news? Just go to the news. Give me a fucking story of what's going on. I don't need to hear the the empty, hollow musings of someone's mind of the low-information voter mind. I, oh, what do they think? I know what they think. Why don't you inform them so maybe they don't have to think so stupidly? They think like stupids. They, they think like morons who slit their own throats. Up in the poll. They're, they're neck and neck in the polls. Well, why don't you give them a story? Why don't you inform them? If you ever watch other media from around the world, you watch the BBC News, not the, not just BBC America, which is better, but BBC, you'll fucking want to, you will be embarrassed for this country. As I am sometimes, I am. Don't you love America? I want, yeah, I do, because I live here. Unfortunately, I was born here, because my grandmother came over here. 
But what the hell does she know? We had FDR. She thought everything was looking up. She she would have ran to the to wherever the hell to the Blarney Stone and kissed it if she had foreseen Trump or anything like him. So, but I mean, come on! I it's so goddamn. It's not. A, it's just complete malpractice of media malpractice constantly giving me what is 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 a poll news is that news is that effing news no it's not it's not news it's not informative do you feel enlightened when you see a poll wow a lot of people fucking think of this they think oh, trump is just like great and biden's all you know neck and neck who cares Am I wrong? Okay, thank you, Robin, for your super chat. <laughs> wait, wait. I just have, I, you know, my nose is itchy. Does that mean I'm going to be in a fight? Locked with, uh, wait, what is that? P-O-F, <laughs> piece of shit? <laughs> yes. Prisoner number 11358809. Yes. P- P-O-S, that's right. Thank you, Robin. Exactly. Prisoner. Yes, piece of shit number. I should have put that in there. Good one. I I like that. And thank you, Mark C., for your super chat. Freedom is just another word for trashing the, trashing the GOP permanently. Exactly. Exactly. What is the Blarney Stone? It is a... It's a thing in Ireland where if you go to Ireland, it's a place. It's like a tourist attraction where you go and you kiss the Blarney Stone and it gives you the gift of gab, which is supposed to be an Irish trait. I have it, my father used to say. Blarney Stone. You got the gift of gab, he would say. Don't you? Did you kiss the Blarney Stone? Blarney Stone is a block of carboniferous limestone built into the battlements of Blarney Castle, about eight kilometers from Cork, Ireland. According to legend, kissing the Blarney Stone, and just like I said, endows the kisser with the gift of gab. Great eloquence or skill at flattery. The stone was set into a tower in 1446. It was a popular tourist site, attracting visitors who kissed the stone and tore the castle gardens. Must be kind of gross kissing that stone. So many people kissed it. I guess I would... I mean, maybe it's changed in covid no more kissing this Blarney Stone. All right. I wish I could find that little fucker, Marty. Just thinking about him. All right, let's watch this pain in my ass, John Kasich. 
both sides in everything. Arch with this mugshot, his team seems to think they can pretty much turn lemon into lemonade every single time, right? But do you think if it comes down to Trump versus Biden in the general and voters are, are looking at the mugshot and 90 plus criminal charges, that's going to go over well with those who aren't his most ardent supporters? Well, Anna, first of all, Donald Trump's not going to be elected president. I don't care if he's the nominee. He's not going to be elected president. But let me just make an observation. Who just can't wait for Donald Trump to go to jail. And there are Trump people who, who just are so angry at the system that oh, they think the system of justice please. doesn't work in America. Who cares what they think? They think that Donald Trump is a great president because what he played a successful billionaire or businessman on reality TV. They think Trump is six foot three and 118 pounds. So the, who cares what they think, but here, you know, he's both sizing. There are some people that are very, uh, very happy that Trump has been arrested. Yeah. It's not about Trump though. I am relieved that Trump is finally facing accountability for his crimes because he's a criminal. And we've been hearing our entire lives how no one's above the law, how there's no, uh, no, how we are a nation of laws, how no man is above the law. Well, finally, it seems that. There's always been a two-tiered system of justice. That's what the Republicans are crying. Oh, it's two-tiered. Because finally, they're, they're getting some accountability coming their way. It's not a two-tiered. It's always been a two-tiered system of justice for people who are politically unconnected and poor. But they're upset now it's a two-tiered system of justice because uh, some rich white grifter is getting what's coming to him, what he earned. The, 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 the justice is coming for uh, in response to his crimes. Stop being a criminal. And you won't be uh, the, the you you won't be involved in the two tiered system of justice. Of course, it's a two tiered. It's still two tiered since every single indictment before this, uh, before Fonnie Willis, before Georgia, he's been able to skirt the mugshot. Of course, it's a two tiered system. He gets to roll up in a 25-man motorcade blazing the way, and everything has to shut down for his fat ass. Are you fat-shaming him yet? No, I'm shaming him. He should be ashamed. Somebody's got to shame him. What do we do? He doesn't have any shame of his own. Shame is a good thing. Shame is what Mother Nature put into us as humans, as actual humans. So we might not be evil to each other. So when we hurt someone or when we do something, 
we feel this feeling of, oh, I shouldn't do that again. Public shaming has a place because we are a interdependent species. You think other species have shame? No, they don't. They don't think about it because maybe they're not interdependent. They're not interconnected. You know, if you have a dog, you know, a dog feels shame because they are a social creature. And you have, we have all these complex feelings of empathy, of shame, of pride, of gratitude, of compassion. All of these feelings are are put into us by Mother Nature so we live together in harmony, so we don't hurt each other. So what do you do with a grifter, with a scumbag, a con man, without shame? You, you heap the shame upon him. So no one, uh, to others who are watching, who might say, hey, I want to try that. You say, no, ha-ha, no, you don't. Sorry. We're a communal community species, and we're not putting up with your shit forever. But anyway, John Kasich is, of course, wants to both sides. Everybody, it's the both sides game that I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sick of it. It's not both sides. One side are a bunch of criminals and, uh, and their enablers and cheerleaders. And the other side wants America to function as a nation of laws. For everybody. I don't see the both sides of that. Be right back. Both sides, both sides. Here, it, go, it gets worse. And nobody's listening to anybody else. And it's all dominated by anger. Nobody's listening. Why? I, I am done. Excuse me for yelling. I'm done listening to these, these people. All we do is listen to them. All we do is check in with them and ask them what they think and what, when do they listen to us? Anybody? When do they listen to the normal people? Clearly, they, ne they never listen. They didn't listen when we voted the con man out of office and said, we don't want this con man anymore squatting in our, in our Oval Office despite receiving fewer votes and embarrassing us in front of the world like a goddamn orange parasite sucking on anything that's decent in this country. Just swallowing it up in its rapacious black hole of, hole of greed and need. Give me a break. We're not listening to each other. Tell me when a Republican listens to a Democrat. They can't even say the name of the Democratic Party. When do the, the, the dumbass dupes, the cult, when do they listen to us? The, they didn't listen to us on January 6th. 
we were trying to count the votes, they had to go and invade the Capitol. That's part of why. You know, finally, this con man is getting some accountability. Jesus Christ. Anna, I become convinced, and I'm just going to get people stirred up. Oh, yeah. I think we need some sort of a spiritual revival in this country. Please. I don't know what's going to get people out of their silos, and I don't know what's going to quell the anger which is now turning into hatred, one side against the other. It's not one side against the other. Why don't you tell the filthy fascists to calm down? Tell them on the, on the Fox News, on the fake news channels, and the fascist right, and the freaking Steve Bannon show, the guy, you know, all the people that needed pardons who have these platforms to tell these morons that somebody's robbing them, that everybody's picking on them. It's not us. We're not the ones out there calling for violence. We're not the ones shooting people for for, uh, flying rainbow flags. We're not the ones going Second Amendment remedies and boo, boo, boo. Civil war, calling for civil war. No, it's them. Give me a fucking break, these people. The party of personal responsibility, though, is, oh, it's both sides, both sides. Everybody's both sides. Why don't they learn to function in a democracy? Teach them, John Kasich. Go, go have a fucking seminar for these people. They don't know how to behave. Oh, I'm, dude, did Trump win the election? They're still talking about it. No, he lost, like, because he's a loser. Nobody likes him. He's a disgusting waste of life who never brought anything into this world but greed and, and filth. He's a, he is a, a, a magnet for moron, moronity. He's nothing but an embarrassment to humanity. What has he ever done that's good? Oh, I like his policies. Thank you. I thank you for your policy. What fucking policies? I'm sorry. It's getting, it's it's past, it's almost 10 o'clock. What policies? Please. I like his policies. What are you voting for? We all know what you're voting for. You don't like brown people. You don't like others. You are a a tiny, fragile, little bigot of of, uh, of the basic bitch variety. And you are allowing a disgusting waste of human DNA con man to tickle those racist funny bones. And you'll, you'll throw your own mother over a cliff. And you do, because you vote for your own demise all the time. I told you I play this, this stupid uh, game. It's not stupid. Well, whatever. I enjoy it. <laughs> I'm saying it to myself. This Game of Thrones game, I have I'm on a team. 
there's people from all over the world, whatever. And some, and there's, and I have my own team, right? I'm on a team. And then there's other teams and then they all chat. And then the, there's something called the kingdom chat. And then you have the allegiance chat. So in the kingdom chat, these fucking assholes, there's a few assholes in there, believe it or not, right? A few Trump NZs. And I go play this game because I don't want to deal with this shit, you know? I just want to tune out. I want to send my troops over here. I want to do that. I want to, you know, reinforce this keep. I don't know, join a rally here and there. I don't want to deal with this. these assholes talking about, you know, whatever. It's just a distraction. And that, and it's, there's a couple of these fuckers on there that constantly are posting their MAGA moron bullshit. And I just had enough of it. Of course, I always talk about how you have to, you have to respond to these people everywhere. Otherwise they think they're, that everybody agrees with them. So I, uh, they were saying, uh, you know, I mean, of course, as soon as I started piping in, uh, others joined in, other normal people. <laughs> I know, right? Commander Bond, assholes in online games, right? How could, how could that be? And uh, so, you know, other normal people were like backing me up and talking to me about like, aren't you know, agreeing or whatever. But, one of the things that one of the assholes said, they someone said something about, you know, finally their their hoods are off, and I said something that like, yeah, the red hat will uh, has the same effect or holds the same effect or whatever, and one of the fucking assholes says, uh, whatever you don't, what what you can't beat, you indict, right? And then he said. Uh, I don't see anyone wearing a build back better hat and meaning what he's saying, what he was saying was that that's that proves that Trump won the election because people aren't wearing build back better hats. And it's such an infantile way to look at the world. But, but it also proves what I always say with what they, um, they are the center of the universe. You know, it's always in, they only have anecdotes. They argue by anecdote and they can't see the world beyond their own eyelashes unless they're looking in a mirror. So, um, so they think that the fact that they go to these rallies and that they walk in their, in their little insular, uh, meth labs, uh, you know, shithole communities. And they, uh, and they say, yeah, me too. I love, you know, and they give each other the wink and the nod with the Trump hat. They think that everyone feels that way that, because they don't get out much. You know, they don't get out into the world or, and they, they watch the, the insular media, which is the problem. Thank you, Bill Clinton, for uh, signing the Telecommunications Act of 96. You gave us this. And, uh, and I tried to explain, you know, I just, whatever, there's no explaining to these people. I was just smashing them into, uh, into silence. 
and I I said we don't have to wear build back better hats because we're not in a cult. Joe Biden is the president. He's not our reason to live. And that's really the bottom line. That's why um, we're not, you don't see build back better hats. And the other thing is too, and this is um, what I, uh, this is part of what the terrorists want. Like the woman, I'm sure you heard recently who was murdered for, for flying a, a, uh, a rainbow flag and um, people just don't put Build Back Better bumper stickers or whatever or anything on their lawns or on their cars because they don't want to get vandalized. And that is part of the chilling effect of these domestic terrorists who are prone to violence. And they are. They, I'm not just saying it, they are, there's more than one story of them killing people. Hold on. You know, you have them, what, what, yeah, one of these domestic terrorists going after Nancy Pelosi's husband. And then you have the Republican Party in the House and Senate making jokes about it. Right? Bring the hammer. That's what, that's what that fucker Kevin McCarthy said. Oh, when she gives me the gavel, I'll try not to hit her over the head with it. Ha ha ha. Too soon. You don't hear Democrats doing things like that because we're not domestic terrorists. We fight through the electoral system. We don't have to... There's no Second Amendment remedies. These assholes, you see, they have completely trashed the American system because they they hate the American system. They hate democracy. That's why they take the Second Amendment and they they distort it into a call to arms if you don't like the government. Well, the founders gave us a remedy for not liking the government. It's called an election. And if you think that the founders put the Second Amendment in uh, as part of our amendments because they wanted the the people to overthrow their government violently after just winning a war against an authoritarian intergenerational monarchy and aristocracy and they put this government together and they said yeah let's just make it so that people can uh shoot people and and solve their differences violently you're a fucking moron if you think that and you're a violent threat to this country if you think that because it's the only the second amendment is not there so the the that the average citizen can overthrow a, a government they don't like go go uh to your voting booth that's how you overthrow the government that's how it's not you don't do it violently. But the Republicans, I guess, 
they've been so they've been so uh, propagandized. Yeah, this is what they've been told by their fucking leaders. Their leaders tell them this bullshit. Second Amendment remedies? You know, this is normal talk now, right? Everything is violent with these efforts, right? All It's always, even I mean, everything, but it's not when it comes to them, though. If you bop the bully in the nose, then they cry and whine. Of course, and I'm not saying to do that legally and peacefully. But, you know, how Trump, he's, he was, what was he uh, telling the cops? Don't be too nice. That's what I was hoping they would do to Trump. Don't be too nice, right? If you, uh, if you arrest somebody... Bang their heads. He gave them permission, right? He was like, don't be too nice. I, When you put your hand on the top of their head, I want you to bang their heads. Isn't that what he said, right? I want, I, why didn't anybody bang his head? I wonder- that Congress fund another 10,000 ICE officers, and we're asking for that so that we can eliminate MS-13 and root out the criminal cartels from our country. Now, we're getting them out anyway, oh, you but we'd really? like to get them out a lot faster. You see faster. how they're, he bullshits? And when you see these just towns, bullshit. and when you see these thugs being thrown into the back of a paddy wagon, you just see them thrown in, rough. I said, please don't be too nice. Like when you guys put somebody in the car and you're protecting their head, you know, the way you put their hand over... Like, don't hit their head, and they've just killed somebody. Don't oh, hit their head. Your I said, hole. you can take the hand away, okay? Ha, ha, ha. Wee! What are you applauding? What are you applauding, you bunch of traitors? Right? You should be embarrassed. These cops have no decency. Wee! The, 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 you're not, you're a cop, asshole. You're not the judge and jury. That's the system, you see. You ever watch Law and Order? Don't be too nice. Yeah, the cops arrest the fucking whatever, the, the crook like, like, like Trump. But like Trump, the crook, you get your day in court. So the cops don't beat the shit out of you. There's not street justice. Well, that's what Republicans want when they're talking about the Second Amendment. They want street justice. They want blood in the street. Fuck the election. Forget the system that the founders fought a revolution to create and entrust to us, inspired by the liberal age of enlightenment, where the radical progressive thinking that uh, usurped a, a intergenerational aristocracy and monarchy that ruled Western civilization for thousands of years that said that we don't need a king. We don't need an aristocracy. And we need the people. The people should rule. You know, uh, and get rid of these kings and the and this intergenerational aristocracy they are oppressive 
And, you know, the founders put in a system of laws. The jury system is part of our freedom that we don't have to uh, live or die under the whim of the king. But this is what the Republicans just can't abide, and it's always been this way. And even their reaction, and this is nothing new, their reaction to this, you know, applauding, don't be too nice, hit their heads, hit Trump's head, right? Legally and peacefully, hit Trump's head. I, I hope they weren't too nice. But they shame themselves by applauding. They should all boo. They should have booed that if they were patriots, if they were actual citizens who love this country, they would have booed that. They should be ashamed. I look at this woman behind him and these guys. How dare you? You should all be ashamed of yourself. You're a disgrace to your uniform. Don't be too nice. Oh, hit their heads. No, they get to go to court. They get to, you take them to jail and then the, the legal system takes over. That's why we all have the right to an attorney because we can, defending ourselves is part of the system that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. And they don't, Republicans, it's all, it's like, woo, cuckoo. They don't, they can't understand that. But to continue with this Kasich asshole. Church with this mugshot. Well, the anger, which is now turning into hatred, one side against the other. We've seen spiritual movements before work in the Gilded Age at the turn of of the 20th century. Uh, there was a time when the robber barons ran everything, and the social gospel movement was born. And it changed America from an I country into a we country Bullshit. for about 60 or 70 years. Okay. Um, before we lose the progressive voices, people, and if you want to watch the end of the show, progressive voices, go to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster or become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Buster. Uh, of course, Republicans, everything is black and white to them. So uh, according to John Kasich, the robber barons were out of control. But that's because we had a laissez-faire kind of uh, kiss-up, kick-down system where um, the... You know, they were out of control. It was uh, the rich against the rest of us. And out of the Gilded Age came the progressive era. It wasn't because of this revival movement. The revival movement was just one thing that happened. More uh, overarching were government regulation women's suffrage, worker and consumer protections, and social reforms. But it wasn't just, you know, some religious revival and leave it to a Republican to uh, simplify it and get it wrong. We will win. 
My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together. We win. Support the show. I'll see you soon. So that really irritated me. There was a, wait, let me, what was he saying? There's a. And it changed America from an I country into people stirred up. Bullshit. Uh, I think it's we need some so sort of a spiritual infantile. revival in this country. I don't know what's going to get people out of their silos, and I don't know what's going to quell the anger, which is now turning into hatred, one side against the other. We've seen spiritual movements before work. In the Gilded Age, at the turn of the, of the 20th century, uh, there was a time when the robber barons ran everything, and the social well, gospel why. movement was born. And it changed America from an I country into a we country for about 60 or 70 years. I don't know how we're going to stop this hatred. And and let me just say this to you. I have been against Donald Trump for seven years, not seven months. Isn't it incredible to talk about the end of the Gilded Age? And And we are living in a time now that is called the new Gilded Age, by the way. That's because the gap between the rich and poor is wider than it has ever been. We have a wider income gap in America than they did in ancient Rome. And that is not an exaggeration, which is disgusting. So we went from the most upwardly mobile to the least upwardly mobile from with the widest income gap from the slightest income gap. And he... Um, could talk, give this this five second history lesson, whatever this uh, fifteen second history lesson, uh, talking about how the Gilded Age we went from the a we society, a me society to a we society, without mentioning at all the Progressive Era. What? What? Where did the Progressive Era didn't come from? Uh, the uh, some biblical movement. That's for sure. In fact. The Bible was most, many, I won't say most often, but often used to keep people in their place, as it has always done through the, the thousands of years of uh, intergenerational aristocracy, the, where uh, religious authority would tell their congregants that their rewards would come in heaven. That the if they were um, if they were born poor, that don't worry about it. Don't rise up against your betters because your day is coming in heaven when you're dead. And if God wanted you to be rich, you would be rich. And these other people who are rich, they're blessed. They must, you know, and they must uh, they uh, must rule you because uh, look, they have God's favor. Give me a break with this shit. So, he's talking about social justice. Let me see. Hold on. It's just, well, this is what Republicans do. It's simplifying things. And then they, and they, of course, instead of seeing the bigger the the entire picture he wants to take one aspect of it just want to pluck out the social gospel movement and 
divorce it from the entire rest of what was going on in uh, the, uh, you know, during the time, during the, uh, the, uh, um, the, no, it's not during the progressive era, as the, what brought on the progressive era. Why can't I talk? Come on, come on, words, come out of my mouth here. Hold on a second. Let's continue with him. Or not one year or whatever. I've been against him from the beginning. I I look at him as someone who's been made in the image of God. I don't hate Donald Trump. Oh my God. I want justice to come to what Donald Trump matter? and accountability. But we live in a world today where... What does it matter you don't hate him? I don't hate him either. I want him out of here. I I mean, do I hate him? Yeah, probably. But it's the, I don't hate him. Okay, let me... Let me uh, I've had a lot of therapy, so let me let me really process this. I don't hate him because he's him. I hate him because he is a filthy traitor. He's a liar. He's a disgusting waste of human DNA who has inflicted himself on this country and humanity, and we're all just supposed to go along for the ride it's not the point exactly mark c on the chat says hating him or liking him is beside the point i don't hate him i want him to be held accountable for his crimes it's just the same thing they keep saying the republicans keep saying how oh uh, hunter biden what about hunter biden the same thing applies to hunter biden i don't give a shit about hunter biden if he committed a crime, he should be held accountable. Same thing. You know, they keep talking about how, oh, it's the Biden crime family, Biden crime family. We've seen Joe Biden for for decades. My entire life, I've known Joe Biden. And uh, we know his tax return. I mean, if he's some kind of, uh, you know, epic con man like the traitor like Trader Trump, he's really bad at it because I don't see him racking up uh, uh, much from his supposed uh, all these kind of bribes. Wait, where are the bribes? We see his tax returns. That's why everything is there's just full of shit, and every so-called whistleblower turns out to be another dud. It's like a the whistleblower is like a kazoo, like it's like a slide whistle. <laughs> Right? It's the slide whistle blower. I gotta get me a slide whistle sound effect. Jesus Christ. Oh, one side hates. No, and, and there they go. On the right. Who hates? They're the ones who are drinking our tears. They're the ones that are calling for civil war. They're the ones who can't even say the name Democratic Party. They're the ones. You can't even call us by our names. They can't even call Fonnie Willis by her name. They can't even behave like they, they have an interest in being equal and sincere partners in this country. So 
we, we hate them. They hate us. I don't hate them. I want them to get the help they need. I want them to have universal health care. I want them to have living wages. They're asshole dumbasses. I want them to have a, have a job in the, in the new chips factory. Thanks to Joe Biden's Chips and Science Act. Even though you know when they're walking in there, they'll, they will never have the decency and maturity to say thanks. I want them to get, have their $35 insulin for everybody. Unlike uh, the filthy Republicans who blocked it. I want them to get help. I want them to have a decent middle class life. Like we should all have as an American, as Americans. That should be the American birthright. Instead, they have been duped by a con man who couldn't give a shit about them. Who isn't worth the 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 fucking f- digital pixels in the frame to take that picture? He's a filthy, filthy bastard. I mean, I'm so sick of it. Everywhere, can I? I, I mean, everywhere you go, it's like, can I get a minute, Trump? Can I get a minute alone? Everywhere you go. These scumbags have got to pop up. Drinking liberal tears. They have nothing to offer. And that's another thing. Oh, I was saying uh, on the, the game, the asshole, one of the assholes on the game is like, yeah, Democrats are, are dogs. He said something like that. And uh, they should put them to use, what did he say? They should put them to work at the airport, you know, sniffing packages or something like that. And I and I and I just wrote well yeah ex- thanks for proving my point. Re- re- the right wingers have nothing to offer except little baby schoolyard taunts, and they are uh, lack the maturity to ha- to actually you know have anything to say that of value. You know, and the guy's like, what what has Joe Biden done? Uh, I guess maybe they'd like him more if he called somebody a fat pig. Maybe they'd relate to it more. But that's the sad part. They probably would. Right? If he called him, well, then he would, he'd be a Republican then. Called people, women are fat pigs, fat pigs, call people uh, names, grab the, maybe talk about his dick, the size of his dick at a, uh, at the, um, what do you call it, at the debate. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's what we have lived through. And both sides, both sides though, right? I don't see Democrats. You see, the Democrats are they're adults who believe in a functioning democracy. You could say everything you you can about them, and I will when warranted, but you will never see or hear a Democratic debate where they talk about the size of their dicks. Anybody? 
course, the here, here, right? Look at those hands. Are they small hands? <laughs> and he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. And of course, he's also six foot three and 118 pounds. Is that it? Here's what they said about that in Australia. I have a policy question for you, yes. sir. Let's see if he answers it. Wait. Don't worry about it, little Marco. Gentlemen. Let's hey, hear it. Gentlemen. Hey, 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 you ought to show up. Gentlemen, you've got to do better than those. But rather than doing better, there were moments when it descended into, well, hear it for yourself. This is Trump responding to campaign trail innuendo from Marco Rubio about the size of his hands. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? <laughs> He referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. Right. Okay. Donald Trump bragging about the size of his penis is the latest episode in a nomination drama that veered wildly off course long ago. Because he doesn't have answers. No, and he's no, asking us to answer. make him the president of the United States. On stage last night, the remaining three candidates desperately tried to expose him as a fake conservative motivated by greed and ego. We are not going to turn over the conservative movement or the party of Lincoln or Reagan, for example, to someone whose positions are not conservative. It wasn't only Trump's conservative credentials that were under scrutiny, but his business dealings, most particularly a class action from students at Trump University. It involves veterans and it involves teachers and it involves so-called little guys who say that they were fleeced, who say it was a scam. They asked for their money back, and you refused to give them their money back. I gave many why don't people their tonight, money back. Then why don't you just, tonight let, say let you're going to give the money back? Let me just, is this okay, the Senator. debate you want playing out in the general election? The stakes in this election are too high. And with Hillary Clinton pointing out that, that he supported her, her Four times in a presidential race. It's a minor civil too. case. Donald, learn not to interrupt. There are many, it's many civil cases. Count to ten, Donald. Count to ten. Count to ten. But the numbers Incredible. are all on Trump's side, not his opponents. He's won the support of far more voters. And as long as the party resists that, the division so clearly on display last night will only deepen. Incredible. When the Republicans were... Uh, critical of Trump, right? It's, we've really come a long way. Here's Mark. No matter what happens in this election, for years to come, there are many people on the right, in the media, and voters at large that are going to be having to explain and justify how they fell into this trap of supporting Donald Trump, because this is not going to end well one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be the nominee and he's going to lose or he'll have thrown this party into its most chaotic and divisive period ever. And that's unfortunate, because the Republican Party is the home of the limited government free enterprise movement oh. in America. Really? Uh, well, the Republican Party is the home of self-dealing, self-aggrandizement, and selling out your country for a con man. Absolutely, that ha it is. We've witnessed it do I still have the clip from Errol asked Tara do you still have that clip from when Biden called Trump a clown I don't know let me see 
Probably not. I looked up Biden clown. Trump clown? Let me see. Hmm. Nope. Oh, God, I can't take it. Anyway, all right. What time is it? Let me see. I just want to... Ooh, we only have 20 minutes. Shall we finish up with Kasich? Let me see. Well, we can finish it up while I look for the other video. Church with this mugshot. Stage. Throw that anger and hatred and glee at somebody else's glee. misfortune or bitterness misfortune? to what the other side thinks. What? Where's this taking our country, Anna? Seriously, we love America. Uh, back to I, sanity? My kids are going to have to inherit America. And, and what is it going to be like for them? Are we going to well, be divided a nation like of we laws. ended up when we went actually right. into a civil war back? I mean, these are... Well, stop, stop causing a civil war, traitors. Stop calling for civil war. Stop pretending the election was stolen. Stop saying that, uh, you know, you're going to vote for this con man no matter what. Stop selling out the country. To a con man who lied, who received fewer votes. They could have stopped this from the beginning. Don't you understand? You know that, guys. I know you know that. Because they all they had to do was say, all of them, in unison with the outlier like perjury trader Green, all they had to do was say, no, the election wasn't stolen. Every single one of them across the board, except they didn't. We had the likes of traitor Ted Cruz. Even after the night, the night of January 6th or the morning of January 7th, when they came back to certify the votes, after they cleaned up the poo-poo and the pee-pee from the halls, as Nancy Pelosi put it, Ted Cruz still objected to the vote when they have no standing. They're a bunch of liars. All of them are liars, and they know it. Now they're lying about Trump, uh, saying the reasons, see, everything, they confuse everything. They're saying that Trump is being indicted or has been indicted because of free speech. He's only contesting the election. That's his right to say the election is stolen. He has the right. He c yes, that's why it says it right there in Jack Smith's, in the indictment, um, in the third indictment, that Donald Trump had the right to be a filthy fascist liar and lie to his dumbasses and tell them that, Trump Network Vitamins would make them incredible or that Trump University would make them a, a beautiful friggin' mind and Trump whatever, any, anything else with the Trump brand on it would do what it promises to do but never did. He has the right to make those claims. Well, uh, to, to a point, though as far as grifting off of merchandise, but that's what he does, and uh, or the things that he sells. 
because he's a grifter who needs money, money, money. That's all that matters, right? The, the thing that you can't take with you. That's all that matters. The one thing that these filthy fascists pretend when they pretend to love Jesus, that they pretend that they, they have no concern with. Oh, it's, well, no, that, they don't really pretend that. They pretend to love Jesus, which is anathema to being greed-centered. But what, they don't even know what anathema means, so how could they help it? And yes, they're such wonderful Christians only when they use the Bible as a cudgel. They use, and that's why they like the Bible, because they could beat people up with it. It's the only reason. They use it as an excuse to hate, never as an excuse to heal, never as an excuse to, to unify or find hope and compassion. I mean, that, that horrible Republican debate, what a disgrace. You, they, they, you really have to give it to them, man. They, they really hate this country. You can't deny it. When you watch that Republican debate, everything sucks in America, according to them. The whole country sucks. Country is in decline. This decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. <laughs> we need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. What decline? What decline? The infrastructure? What decline? What is, give us specifics. Of course, they never do. It's like the corporate media. They never give specifics, which drives me up a wall. And they never ask for the specifics. Like when they say, Trump, I, I really like his policies. They Why isn't there a fucking follow-up? I really like his policies. What policies? Why don't they ask? What do you mean? What is it you like? You, you're here. You have, you've lost your entire family. No one will talk to you. No one who's normal will talk to you. Your mother won't talk to you. Your father hates you. Your brothers hate you. Your sister is embarrassed by you, but she pities you. You look like a moron. You wear the most stupidest, ugly fashion abortions, and they all have to be red, white, and blue. You do, you do understand that red, white, and blue doesn't always go together in an ensemble, Right? You don't have any other identity but being a narcissistic supply for a con man who actually hates your guts. He hates you more than he hates himself because he knows what a dumbass you are. He will never have you over for dinner. He will never have you over for a beer. He will never... Think of you twice. He won't even think of you one-fifth, one-sixteenth of a second. He won't waste on you. Thinking of you. You think he thinks of you when he was taking away all your, your write-offs so you could pay for money for, uh, being funneled into the 
hands of people who will never spend it in a million lifetimes? Was he thinking of you when he sent you into the Capitol on a, based on a lie so you could rot in jail? So you could lose your job when you were outed as an insurrectionist traitor. These people hate their voters. Of course they do. Does he, especially Trump, I mean, he, he counts on your stupidity. When you look at the mugshot and you buy, you want to buy that fucking mugshot that says never surrender, which is literally him surrendering. But he wants to make money. And you got more, you got that socialist security money, so you'll give it to him. Thank you, Democrats, right? Never, never, ever. No one ever went broke in the Trump uh, universe counting on the stupidity of their voters. But they hate their voters. You understand? Like, even th these assholes, these all of these clowns, on the Republican stage, all of these these clones with the stupid red ties because they have no dignity, all the mini Trumps, they go from recognizing the con man to to uh, you know be opening up a vein for him, saying they're like uh, Renfield to Dracula. And they ha they're, they're embarrassing, but they have no decency and they have no dignity and they'll take the whole country down with them. Everybody sucks. The whole country sucks, right? Right, Ron? You all signed a pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump Look is convicted this. in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Can you believe, see, what st stuck out for me is, of course, their, their first savior, Ron DeSantis. And I, I told you guys right from the start that he will never make it, that the Republicans are always doing this. They pick somebody. He's going to be there their hero, he's the, the latest, he's the flash in the pan, he's their great white hope. It's always somebody. It was Marco Rubio, it was Jindal, it was, it was somebody else. Oh, it was, um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, there's, oh, oh, it's Sarah Palin was one, right? They were all the, the latest, the, the next X, let's say. And, uh, Ron DeSantis, of course, is a horrible person. He's got the the charisma of uh, cottage cheese, and he's not that smart. He's not. He's an evil person, clearly, because all he does is kick down on people and divide people, and say the word woke in between. And, uh, you know, he's completely cynical. He used to be for vaccines. Now he's against vaccines. He doesn't care who dies. You know, his response, he talks about his great response to COVID. It was abysmal. 
especially post-vaccine, where more people died in Florida. Oh, yes, Scott Walker. That's right. Thank you, Mark, on the chat. He was one of them that was supposed to save the Republican Party in America. But you see how when they say, uh, who's going to vote for the con man? Look at Ron DeSantis. He looks, looks to the left, looks to the right. What's everybody else doing? Yeah, there I go. That's real leadership, ain't it? Real leadership there, Ronnie. Fucking cheering I mean, look, for, Joe moron. Biden has weakened this country at has home he? and abroad. Oh, now sure. is not the Keep time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without this experience. Do you believe in human behavior is causing climate change. Raise your hand if you do. Look, look we're not school children. Let's have the debate. I mean, I'm happy to take it to start. <laughs> Alexander, okay. so Let's have the debate. Just answer the question. Oh, I guess you want to take the temperature in the room. Somebody that's handled disasters in Florida, you got to be activated. You've got to be there. You've got to be present. You- I've had enough He's already dog. tonight oh. of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. This is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Uh-huh. They love Can't Margaret Thatcher. Can't we have Thatcher. a minimum standard in every state in the nation that says when a baby is capable of feeling pain, oh an abortion God. cannot be allowed? Don't why make- don't you shut your mouth and vote Democratic if you don't like abortion? But okay, because abortion rates go down under Democratic policies and all that Republicans do when they criminalize abortion is kill, make more abortions and kill women on top of it. Okay, yes. Women feel like they have to decide on this issue when you know we don't have 60 Senate votes in the House. 70% of the American people support legislation. But 70% of the Senate does not. Nikki, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. But the fact of the matter, Boeing came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. You've been pushing this lie all week, Nikki. You want to go and defund Israel. Let me address that. I'm glad you brought that up. You have no Let foreign me. policy experience, and it shows. And, and you know what? The, the, foreign policy the most pressing need of oh the American people from a national security standpoint I didn't is our southern I border. It has led to the death of 70,000 Americans because of fentanyl. Oh. When after 9-11... We had the global war on terror, and guess what? We protected the border at the same time. You can do both. But the American people deserve to know that the president asked me in his request that I reject or return votes unilaterally, power that no vice president in American history had ever exercised or taken. He asked me to put him over the Constitution. And uh, I chose the Constitution, and I always will. Oh, my God. This group of grifters. They're they're so tedious. Wait, is something wrong with my bike? All of a sudden, it's hard to hear myself. It's unbearable. 
they're yelling at each other. I mean, they have nothing to offer. What are they even saying to each other? Screaming at each other, screaming out. Oh, and then I forgot to, there was a um, Vivek Ramaswamy Shwami says that climate change is a hoax and yeah. Hold on. I want to find this one clip of DeSantis, which really pissed me off. Oh, man. Maybe I can find it on... And just speaking of DeSantis, Casey DeSantis, why can't I find it? I know I took it. Ugh, I'll find it on here. It, it irritated me because Casey, they're trying to humanize DeSantis. And he, they had an interview with him and his wife. And he was, he's saying, wait, hold on, that uh, Casey DeSantis told a story about how how what a great guy DeSantis is because he picked up the kids from school when she had cancer and oh and uh he's like well you took a vow in sick he and she's going on about how wonderful he is because he picked up his fucking kids from school he picked up his kids and she's like I'm. I was. He, I was so uh, lucky to have him. Um. Isn't they? Aren't these kids his kids too? What a champ! He picked up his own kids from school. And, uh, that is another example, though, of the Republican the archaic right wingers, you know, they want to drag us back to a time where, yeah. Oh, this is normal men raising kids. And she actually said my picked up my kids from school. Oh fuck. I gotta look this up. Let's see. Casey. How do you spell her name? DeSantis. Wife. Cancer. Pick up kids. From school. It really pissed me off because the corporate media was playing this clip and no one even pointed that out. Here we go. Let me see. Yes. Am I wrong? Let me find another video to play while I look this up. I just found it, I think. How about I play Palin calling for civil war? Oh my god, the that's the end of the prog what? It's not the end of the progressive voices part. Oh no. It's the end of the show. Tara Buster, just for this week. We'll play the other. Well, we'll hang out a little bit after. But remember, 
we will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Thank you, Charlie, for all your very don- generous donations to the show and the community cats and the rescue cats. See you later. Oh, I found the clip. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter because this is not the end of the progressive voices part. The progressive voices part, I always like to keep it a little tight, you know. Thank you, Stephen, for your super chat. They don't know what love is. Love is being selfish and greedy. I only love me. True evangelical Christian, right? Yes, exactly. I found the clip. Let me play this. I meant to play this before. To voters, what have you seen and heard from the people around him? Is that dynamic changing at all? Well, look, he has often had Casey and his three children by his side on on the campaign trail, especially lately in Iowa and in New Hampshire, as he's been doing these bus tours. And that is a huge element of his pitch to voters, that they're a young family, that he has skin in the game when he talks about things like education. And I talked to Casey about this, and and she told me the story of her battle with breast cancer and how she sees her husband as a husband and a father to her children after going through that battle she, with him. Wait, Take wait, a listen. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 She sees her, she sees him as a husband and a father to her children. Are they her children? Am I, am I missing something? Or are they his children too? I don't, I don't know. Is this her second marriage or something? Or let me see. I'm looking this up because it's very bizarre. Was Casey DeSantis married before Ron? She met Ron. Casey DeSantis was married before Ron. She met Ron DeSantis, a, uh, then a naval officer at Naval Station Mayport on a golf course. They married at Walt Disney World. Are, let's see, Ron DeSantis. How do you put this? Are all of Casey DeSantis kids? Ron, how do you even put this? I should say. Are it are? Oh, how do you fucking say this? <laughs> are all of Ron DeSantis's? Oh, I should say, is he the father? Is Ron DeSantis the father of all Casey DeSantis children? Yes. That's what's so bizarre. Yes. Ron DeSantis and Casey DeSantis have three children together. 
Madison, Macy, and Marnie. Whoa. Those poor bastards. That is so... So... Believable. So typical, right? (laughs) So expected. Marnie, Macy, and Manny. What? Manny, Manny, and Mooney? Moomy, Bobby, and Moby. Madison, Macy, and Marnie. Marnie? Did they get lazy? Madison, Manny, Macy, and Marnie. Mason. Madison, Mason, and Marnie. Poor kids. Okay. Uh, That's why it's bizarre. So, they're all his kids and her kids. They have three kids. And even the way she puts it, this correspondent... On the campaign trail, especially lately in Iowa and in New Hampshire, as he's been doing these bus tours. And that is a huge element of his pitch to voters, that they're a young family, that he has skin in the game when he talks about things like education. And I talked to Casey about this, and and she told me the story of her battle with breast cancer and how she sees her husband as a husband and a father to her children after going through that battle with him. How she sees her husband as a husband and a father to her children. Well, that's what he is. Isn't he uh, a champ to pick up his own kids from school when the wife is sick? Wow. Give him a fucking medal. Take a listen. He was there for me. And he was there to go pick up my kids when I couldn't. And he did it with humility. Pick up my kids. This is so bizarre. That's why I was like, is this fucking bitch for real? Are they both for real? He's there to pick up my kids. What is he going to do? Abandon them? Maybe he could murder them like uh, a, I mean, legally and peacefully, you know, like a lion might do if they come across some cubs that they don't know are theirs, the the male lion, well, the, the lion, you know, might take revenge on the cubs. And he did it with love. And because I'll they're his what, fucking kids. Can't ask for a better husband than that. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm choking up. You went to pick up your kids when your wife was sick. That's Not something that's far out of the realm of what a normal person would do. Exactly. Jim on the chat says, I don't buy it. I, and the fact that they have to hype this makes me kind of suspicious myself. Yes. Robin on the chat, real men don't pick up their kids. That's what, that's the message here. Men are supposed to be out there doing men things. Like when Trump, when Trump's wife was recovering from childbirth, he wouldn't be there, right? Helping her, waiting on her, hugging her, holding her. Love you, love you, love the baby, right? Having beautiful family moment together. He's out there trying to stick his smaller than average looking Mario Kart looking phallus in a porn star 
He's not. What do you do? You know, when you're nothing but a narcissist who has a trophy wife, you're not, you know that they don't make love. Trump doesn't make love. He, he sticks his thing in a woman and he, cause it makes him feel like he's, he's worthy of life. That's all he's, I'm surprised that he wouldn't, and we know that he actually, he does brag about it, but that's the only reason he does it is so he could tell people that, hey, look, look what I got. Look what I banged. I got this third trophy wife. He wouldn't go out. He wouldn't bang a woman who's his own age. That's why he had to get rid of his wife when she aged. She made the mistake of getting older. It's crazy. Look at him. And he's sitting there like, yep, that's me. I'm, I'm a champ. I'm a guy. I'm a dude. I'm a good man. I'm a good man. I picked up my own kids. It would not even be um, an issue. I, I don't even, I don't even know. It's, you don't deserve a medal for doing what you're supposed to do anyway. And this is the family values party, supposedly. The law and order party, the family values party. Of course, all of those monikers or things that they give themselves uh, are other ways to beat people up with. That's all. It's just something that they use to beat others into submission with. <laughs> yep, I'm a champ, aren't I? I picked up my own kids. And the way she says it, he picked up my kids? He picked up my kids. No, they're his kids. Now, imagine this couple were of darker pigment. Right? What a champ. They'd say, oh, the problem is there's no fathers. Absent fathers. That's the big problem. The problem with the Republican Party is that they have a twisted view of fatherhood. Tragedies like the events of this week are a mirror, forcing us to ask Who's hard questions, about, demanding... That's Ted Cruz talking about... Well, I'm just saying that for people on the audio only. Ted Cruz talking about the one of the hundreds of school massacres in this blood-soaked madhouse. That we see where our culture is failing. Excuses, excuses. Looking at broken families, absent fathers, yes. declining church attendance, social media bullying, right. violent it's... online content. It's never <laughs> like everything that the Republicans do. Social media, uh, violent, violent online content. I've seen all of that January 6th and more. It keeps coming. Republicans talking about civil war. 
Republicans talking about Second Amendment re remedies. Media bullying. Bullying. They're talking about social media bullying when they have the biggest bully as a standard bearer, a criminal now, indicted 95 times. Well, let's get back to these two to voters. champs. Answer and how she sees her husband as a husband and a father to her children after going <laughs> through that battle children. with him. Take a listen. Her children. He was there for me. And he was there to go pick up my kids when I couldn't. And he did it with humility and he did it with love. And I'll tell you what, can't ask for a better husband than that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, so. How does it feel? How does it feel to hear her say that? I mean. Well, look, that's, uh, you, know, you know, in sickness and in health, that's, that's what you sign up for. So it's that kind of vulnerability that we haven't seen a ton what? yet on the campaign trail, but if maybe they could start to open up in that way with voters and make that connection, that could potentially him? start to chip away and make the difference. Are you fucking working for them, lady, whatever your name is, correspondent, Z, whatever your name is? <laughs> what do you think? I, this is a, this sucks, guys. Guys... This is why I ask you to become a patron. 91 indictments? Okay, thank you. 95, 91. After 88, I stopped counting. 88 indictments. My kids, and even their, their tearing up is, is sus. It seems very suspicious. It doesn't feel, it doesn't ring true. And what is she, what is this correspondent person? Um, what is she so, you know, enthused about? She seems to be trying to, trying to humanize them. That he has skin in the game when he talks about things like education. And I talked to Casey about this and, and she told me the story. You know, my uh, pal Casey. I talked to my pal Casey because I'm a journalist that is embedded with this fascist who's trying to humanize himself by picking up his kids. He's got skin in the game. No, he's got skin in everybody else's game where he doesn't belong. He should take his stinking absent father nose, absent father Republican nose, out of everybody else's family who are, you know, uh, doing a good job without him. Families who, let's say, have trans children and are trying to get them the help they need, the gender-affirming care that they desperately need, despite this absent father, Ron DeSantis, who wants a fucking medal for picking up his own kids, despite, you know, they, these families want the, to be left alone because the, I, I bet you those families aren't giving themselves a pat on the back for caring for their children, giving their children their, the, the love and support that they need. That as part of the job of a father. 
He's a fucking, he's their father. And that's why. So he picked up my kids. He picked up my kids. Your kids. And I'm telling you. And this corporate media person is just like going on. What, he, what does that make you feel? When he says that, don't you feel all, all warm? What do you feel? Because guess what? I don't feel shit. I feel like I'm looking at a terrifying cardboard cutout of a fraud and a fascist who's trying to pull some wool over everybody's eyes like he's some kind that of, has something to offer. And he's, we're all supposed to be happy that he picked up his kids when his wife was sick? That this is something that endears him to, to the rest of us. What year is this, by the way? I bet you he, he made you uh, an egg sandwich maybe one morning, too. Can you believe it? When you were, when you were sick. Maybe he even... He even uh, gave the kids some cereal, you know, because cooking, he had shit to do. When you were sick, you couldn't get out of bed after you, your treatment. You were very sick. The kids had to get up and go to school, and he, he had shit to do. He had, uh, but still, he threw some cereal in a bowl for the kids, and what a champ. What a fucking champ. And I talked to Casey about this, and, and she told me the story of her battle with breast cancer and how she sees her husband as a husband so and a father looking. to her children after going through that battle with him. Now, Take a listen. I, I'm still baffled. That's why I had to look it up. Are these their kids that they had together? How he, how she sees him as a father and a husband. A father to her children and a husband. Ex what fucking year is this? Did he ever run the vacuum in the house? What a champ. I pro he probably never did. Did he ever... What? Wash a dish? Are they on a train? I don't know. They could be. Snakes on a train. He was there for me. And he was there to go me. pick up my kids when I couldn't. And he did it with humility. And he did it with love. And I'll tell you what. Can't ask for a better husband than that. Oh, I'm fake crying right now. I'm tearing up. And look at my Ronnie over here. He's He smiles. His head isn't always bobbing, like back and forth, like it's un unhinged. Right? Matt on the chat saying you have to have cancer before your husband will pick up your, your kids. It's not exactly a glowing review of his humanity. Exactly. And what's the whole thing is an abomination because. Not only is this sham going on in front of the camera, the the correspondent behind the camera is equally gushing 
and sim- simply won't say anything about it. Won't say, well, isn't that a normal part of uh, the job of a father and a partner? You know, maybe you pick up the kids sometimes and you don't need to be coaxed into it or you don't need to have your wife literally fighting for her life to do it and then you don't need a fucking pat on the back. Could you imagine? I just want another scenario. If Imagine if this were Barack and Michelle. Okay? The right-wingers would go apeshit about it. They would be, they would go apoplectic about it. Saying, oh, father, of course, right? Absent father. But it's because they're white. There's not even, it's like right over everybody's heads. It's like, and because they're white Republicans. Imagine if it was Joe Biden. They would they would do the same thing. Well, he's a bad father. He doesn't even... What do you mean? His kids, her kids. They're his kids too. Am I wrong? I mean, this is... To me, when I saw this, I was like, is this... Am I... Uh, am I is this real life here? Are these people actually uh, portraying this as something that we should all be impressed by? And the corporate media is actually showing it to us without any kind of uh, any kind of context or criticism to say, "Are you kidding me, dude? You picked up your own kids from school. What a fucking champ!" What a champ. All right. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, so. And she, look at the way she, she pats his knee, like, good guy. Very, very romantic. Tell you what. The love. I could just feel the love from these two. Can't ask for a better husband than that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, so... How does it feel? How does it feel to hear her feel? say that? I mean... How does it feel? It doesn't... It feels like everything else because I, I'm dead inside. This is what he sh- should say if he were honest. It feels like everything and nothing because I'm a sociopath. That's what he should say. I don't know what feelings are. I only know what they are described as. Like all sociopaths, I don't have any real feelings. I just have, uh, I could just mimic what it means to be a human, what humans feel. And I guess I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good here. Well, look, that's, you know, you know, in sickness I and in health. I feel like I kicked a trans family in the balls. That feels pretty good. I feel like I... I killed some Floridians needlessly for the sake of my my fake vaccine panic. That's what you sign up for. So it's That's not kind what of vulnerable. You sign up for, and then 
her her commentary is is equally repugnant and repulsive. Sign up for. So it's that kind of vulnerability that we haven't seen a ton yet on the campaign trail. But have you seen any vulnerability? Did you see vulnerability there? I saw a scam. I saw an abomination. I saw somebody trying to mimic being a husband and a, and a father. It's that kind of vulnerability. That's not vulnerabilities, dummy. You were scammed. Or I guess you're in on it. You know, in sickness and in health, yes, that's what you sign up for. <laughs> Bobble ahead, fool. So it's that kind of vulnerability that we haven't seen a ton yet on the campaign trail, but if maybe Incredible. they could start to open up in that way with voters and make that connection, that could potentially start to chip away and make the difference. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, my God. All right, guys, guys. Those poor kids, I guess they, when they go to boarding school, right? Shouldn't her kids be in boarding school, Commander Bond said. <laughs> yeah, they'd be better off. They'll be happy to be there, away from their non-feeling parents, non-caring, non-feeling parents. I hope one of those kids are trans. I really do. I know the poor trans kid would be it would be hard on them but they should you know maybe uh, learn a lesson or something I don't know alright listen 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 guys hopefully this coming week will not be as traumatic say a prayer for little Marty little Marty the escapee hopefully everything's okay i don't know there's a fucking fruit fly in here because i left my bananas out too long and thank you for hanging out thank you for your super chats jim and robin and mark and steven nice to see you all thank you jim for being a moderator and haiku, if you're out there, I'll see you soon and see ya. And thank you, Mark C., for being a moderator. Oh, my. Steven. I didn't see your, your text of your super chat. Steven says, they don't know what love is. Love is being... Did I see this? Yes, I might have said this now that I'm reading it. They don't know what love is. Love is being selfish and greedy. I only love me. True evangelical Christian, right? Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. If you can, become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin. That'll keep the show going and growing. And also share the show, all that shit. Hit the like, subscribe, whatever else you do. And I will see you remember. Well, let me do the whole thing. We will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of 
decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah, I know. I hope Marty is found. Hope he shows up somewhere. Or maybe somebody has him. That's the other thing I'm thinking. I don't know. It's very upsetting. But keep praying. We'll keep doing the best we can in this world for for humans and animals. And I will see you. Give the show a good review. Remember that. If you can, give the show a good review on iTunes. Like and share. Tell your friends to come hang out with us. And I will see you very soon.